0: conversation and we don't realize that, you know, you know, what can I say? (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Divi Chat. We're just having some fun. Uh, Some of the brightest Divi minds. This week, the brightest Divi minds have showed up on Divi Chat (laughs) to share our experience with uh, WordPress Divi and how we use it and how it can help benefit you and your business. And, um, we're going to talk about email marketing and how to how to ha- not email marketing, but how to handle it's with them, email with the web. Hey, one of you guys got to turn off your. <laughs> volume. That was that me. That was
1: me. I turned it off Thanks, the, uh, Thanks, on the on the YouTube.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's meet these two fantastic co-hosts that I have tonight. Go ahead, Corey.
2: Hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, Corey Jenkins here. Uh, Aspen Grove Studios, Space, WordPress developer, WordPress enthusiast, extraordinaire. Um, I, I would like to put in a plug uh, for um, Phoenix WordCamp, which is coming up uh, February 16th and 17th. Uh, it's going to be an awesome WordCamp, probably the biggest one that Phoenix has had in years. We're expecting 500 uh, attendees to the event, and we have some awesome... Speakers are gonna be there. Um, people uh with the likes of uh David Blackman, Tim Streifler, Chris Lemma, may have heard of a few of these guys are gonna be speaking there. It's gonna be a great event. Uh if if you're planning on going or interested, head over to org,
1: Or you can Google WordCamp. Or
2: you can Google WordCamp Phoenix <laughs> and it'll it'll come right up. But yeah. So happy to be here.
0: Awesome. Um, All right. Alexander's wondering if we have any video. <laughs> uh, hopefully we're seeing video. I'm seeing video on on our live feed. Same. I see
1: it on the live feed. Yeah. Yeah. Same.
0: I'm not sure if that's you know, there's something going on. So uh, let's introduce my other co-host,
1: Tim. Yeah. How's it going, everybody? Tim Streifler here broadcasting from Austin, Texas area, central Texas, where it is a warm 27 degrees, which is not typical for this part of the state. Uh, you can find me online at dot com, and WPThePodcast.com as well. So, by the way, your TV tea is chat. ready. My tea is ready. My tea deliverer yes, is here. Your tea deliverer is here. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Tim's wife, Courtney, making a little cameo there. My name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, and WP the Podcast as well. Tim, we got you beat. We're a balmy 26 degrees here in Lafayette, Louisiana, and it's snowing out. So
1: yeah. I'm not really sure. That's crazy.
2: I'm sitting here a mile high. Usually we're we're like having your guys' weather, and then I'm wearing a t-shirt outside today.
1: It's crazy. It's but crazy. did you guys walk your dog in the twenty-seven degree weather? Because that's what I just did. Because I've, wa- I've,
2: no. uh, I've walked my dog in I've walked my dog in ten degree weather, Tim.
1: You, you have me beat there. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
0: today we're going to talk about you know how to set up your email clients. What we think might be best. What we do for our clients and stuff. I know this is a big question. When I first started with WordPress, I did what I thought was the logical choice. And hey. I have this reseller hosting account that I'm paying no money for and I'm cramming 50 million different uh, websites on this reseller hosting on Bluehost. And I figured I would just host all of their email as well because, you know, I could do it on the the server. And after I got blacklisted a few times and, you know, different things happened and had to have the joy of running through that process of de-blacklisting you know, websites, um, seen the light and looked into services like Google apps and office 365 and some of the cloud services and stuff that are out there. So we're going to kind of talk about that, cover that. All three of us have been, um, sick the past couple of weeks. So this, if there's a cough or two that we throw in on the microphone, we apologize in advance and, uh, We're going to do our best to kind of
1: cover these topics and stuff. So what are you guys' opinion? Where do we want to start out on this topic? Yeah, I just want to say, David, really quick, I do my best to mute the microphone when I have to cough. I did realize, though, I don't know if anyone heard, that I was muted, and then I unmuted to cough and then remuted. And I I realized (laughs) a second later. (laughs) So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, But, yeah, for me, what I kind of learned, because I – Early on, I did kind of what you did, David, too. And like, yeah, I'll host email. I'll do this. Like, why not? Like, I can. So uh, why not? And and what I've learned really with with this, as well as a lot of things with WordPress is um, and web design, and just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, because hosting email is a lot different than hosting a client's website. And uh, also... Web servers are not designed to be email servers. They're optimized for hosting web pages and and, uh, serving up those pages to clients. And so when you put email on those web servers, it's typically not the best quality. Um, If your website goes down because of a DDoS attack, because of uh, the hosting um, just being bad hosting or whatever, that means the email goes with it. And so your clients will be without email if that happens. And so kind of generally what I've learned is let people... Do, let, let people or programs do what they do best, and then um, you know I'll handle the other stuff. So like last week, for example, talking about um, support, I don't want to put support on my WordPress installation. I'll let um, apps that do it best, like Help Scout. And so I think the same kind of goes with email. Uh, Google does email really well. And so Google Apps for Business lets you use your own domain, but you get all of the benefits of Google's email uh, cloud program, um, also known as Gmail. Um, so that, that's what I do. I put all my clients on there that way I'm not managing it. It's on Google's shoulders, but it's really great email and everybody wins.
2: Yeah. I, I, I guess like for, for some people listening, should we just like kind of explain the the difference between the two and kind of the term, the terminology.
1: Yeah, um, good idea.
2: so, so, so I guess kind of what, what Tim was talking about on the, the negative side. And, and I think we're all going to be in a grants that, uh, we're not for hosting email on your, on your web server. Um, t- typically that's referred to as a self-hosted um, email, which means that you're, you know, usually hosting it in the same, the same place as your, as your website's being hosted. Unless you're like an enterprise type corporation, you might have a dedicated uh, email server. In, in which case that's kind of a whole other, whole other can of worms. Um, so they're self-hosted, which is hosting, let's say you have like a, uh, Bluehost or an A2 hosting account, and you, you set up your email, and and you set up your uh, email there. Um, so on the other end of the spectrum, there's cloud hosting, which is uh, as David was talking about Google Apps, which is actually now referred to as uh, G Suite, and then um, and then there's also like the Outlook 365 and some other solutions out there.
0: I was going to make a G Suite joke, but I'm not going to go. Go uh, ahead, or talking.
2: I actually actually remember uh, it was kind of funny because they they rebranded as G Suite. Um, it was my my, uh, my talk in Phoenix. What was that, 2016, David? When when I when I uh-huh. two
0: G- years ago. Two years ago, and I
2: actually had Google Apps for Business as like one of the tools that we use. And like the morning of, or like the night before, is like when they announced the rebranding. Um, and so I, I just didn't have time to change it or anything, but it was kind of like weird the, the timing of like when I was giving a talk and, and that happened. So, <laughs> so fine. yeah, so I, I guess for people out there listening, that's a different self-hosted and, and cloud hosted is kind of what we'll be discussing.
0: Why don't we talk about self-hosted first and what that process looks like and, you know, kind of walk through it and stuff, because there may be a case where, to pay for you know a cloud cloud service like g suite although i'm with Corey and tim i highly recommend it you know one thing i'll say about the cloud stuff especially g suite and google let's just call it google um because everybody knows what google is their servers are very well trusted throughout the world so if your email's coming from google's mail servers odds are it's going to go through and not get sent to spam and stuff so um You know, I I, I can't speak to that enough, how important that is, because um, as you self-host your email, if you're a, you know, a one person shop that doesn't need 10, 15 different emails and you don't use email a lot, there may be a case to use self-hosted email or you set it up yourself. You know, um, set your mail servers up and 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 go that route. That's probably the only time that I would recommend. You don't have the feed now. G Suite's only what five bucks a month. Yeah, per five, user, five dollars. Yeah, yeah, five
2: dollars per user per month. Uh, yeah. Starting off.
0: Yeah, yeah, sixty dollars a year. Mm, the cost barrier to entry is pretty pretty low. So I, I don't even. Matter of fact, I'm taking it back. I'm not recommending you ever go with. It. Yeah, self-hosted, but go finish telling them what they got to do, Corey and Tim.
1: Yeah, no, I, if they want to self-host, I agree with that. I don't think you should ever self-host email, um, because you brought up a really good point, David, about Google's emails and the deliverability because of you know Google's email servers are highly trusted. All that. Um, on the flip side, if you self-host um, and you're on shared hosting, and Someone else on that same shared hosting server and that IP address that you're sharing is, you know, doing a bunch of spam and, you know, crazy crap like that. Um, well, then your emails, your client emails or whatever's being hosted, self-hosted on that, that same server, all of a sudden people are going to stop getting their emails and they're going to go directly to people's spam folders. And so that's the risk you run when you're self-hosting. Yeah, if you're on a dedicated with dedicated IP addresses, you won't have that problem. Um, but still, I, even without that, I, I just don't think there's ever really a reason to self-host.
2: Yeah, so 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 here's a process of, of self-hosting. So basically, you log in to uh, to your server. Typically, I, I think for most people, it's going to be a, a cPanel uh, application, and then you have to go through there and set up set up each user's mailbox account, uh, email address, amount of mail space, uh, some different settings that th- that they walk you through. So then after that, then the user typically has to have a desktop um, application to receive that mail. So uh, typically in the past, uh, I, I know I've worked at some businesses in the past where I'd use like Outlook. Um,
0: squirrel mail, squirrel mail. <laughs> I'll, get, squirrel I'll get mail. the squirrel
2: mail. <laughs> but uh, you know, it used to be like Outlook for desktop used to be like extremely popular and like you'd install this program uh, on your computer and then you'd have to plug in Uh, either your IMAP or, or POP settings. And, you know, so, so basically it would filter all the mail into this desktop application, Um, you know, and and then with users with, with Macs, you know, they can use the, um, you know, the, the, the Mac mail and and kind of built in applications like that. But the, the pain in the butt thing about that is let's say, you know, you have, you have an employee who's trying to work remotely. Uh, A lot of times, you know, some people at, Companies aren't extremely tech savvy, so if they're on vacation and all of a sudden need to, to access their their email, they're not in front of their work computer. They have no idea how to how to get the email. Um, they would have to then log in, uh, you know, to their uh, server, uh, their uh, email server, basically on you know their self-hosted email. Go to what David was talking about, some really bad applications like uh, Squirrelmail. What's the other ones like Roundcube? Uh, there's like there's like, there's like three got like two, terrible got ones.
0: Two, you've got two out of the three there, Corey. Round okay. round cube, squirrel mail, and
2: uh, there's there's one other one. Yeah, maybe they're one.
0: Of the they're horrible. But I <laughs> I recommend squirrel mail if you're going with cPanel email.
2: <laughs> yeah, squirrel mail out of the out of all of them are are the best. But so yeah, unless you're doing that, then you're routing them into a to a desktop uh, application. You know, like like your Mac Mail or or Outlook for desktop. Whereas uh, if if you're using something like G suite or um, Outlook 365, you you basically just go to, you know, like with mail, you go to mail.google.com, you you put in your email address, your password, and then all of your email is like right there. It looks the exact same, no matter what computer you're logging in from, no matter where you're at. And uh, it's just extremely convenient.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And just a, talk a little bit about self-hosted you can set up your self-hosted email account and a gmail account too so if you're used to gmail and you do decide to go that route you can set it up as an additional add that account into your gmail as well and use that infrastructure you don't have to only use like outlook or mac mail or something like that you can oh, use yeah, some of the web-based ones too where you're yeah.
1: sending as through your personal gmail yeah right? correct you're sending uh-huh. out your business yeah that's true you, you can do that um yeah. But I, I don't know. I feel like we should emphasize all the reasons, again, all the reasons not to self-host because, um, yeah, I feel like there's so many. And and when there's, uh, like Office 365 and G Suite, so many easy and really affordable ways to use, you know, cloud email hosting through trusted platforms, I feel like there never should be a reason to even self-host. Uh, I, I, I'm big on that. Um, but, I mean, we talked about... Um, you know the, the the spam. You know if you're on shared hosting. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about some other reasons not to self-host. Because I, if you can't tell, I definitely want to get that point across.
0: Well, I, I, I think you should go ahead and keep talking about the list. Yeah, Corey, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I
2: was gonna I was gonna say um, thinking on the under other end of the spectrum, just kind of playing devil's advocate and like thinking of why a lot of people do self-host, and I, I think it's a uh, it's it's been like a web developer or we'll, we'll even go back to webmaster mindset of, it's something, it's a service that they can, they can charge for. And to me, it's somewhat of an antiquated, uh, you know, service like, you know, okay, pay, you know, you, you pay for your website and then I'm going to give you hosting and email and, and, and people are trying to make money off like hosting, hosting email. Um, it becomes a huge pain in the butt because uh, you know I remember the days of, of doing that and dealing with self-hosted email. You're getting like calls on the weekend. Uh, clients aren't getting their emails. Different things are different things are happening. If 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 you're looking you know for something like like you know to make money off of, offer the setup of, of like a cloud-hosted uh, email service as as maybe a one-off. Uh, maybe you know if, if it's a larger company, maybe they're on retainer, and you can add, remove users, uh, do different things for them. But but you know, charge for setting up like a G Suite or Outlook three sixty five Outlook three sixty five as opposed to kind of like a like a you know uh, all inclusive payment, um, maybe even a monthly payment for self hosted email. So I, I think that's why a lot of people still deal with it because they're they're looking to uh, you know to offer that as a service and potentially capitalize on
1: that. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And you might have um, mentioned this. I was multitasking in the the live chat. Um, but can you, you – I, I know I heard you say, Corey, that uh, you can um, set up G Suite or, or whatever as a service. Is there ways where you can – I thought I remember seeing ways where you can uh, basically manage it for clients, almost like a reseller type of account. Is there something like that for G Suite?
2: Yeah. There, there's a, uh, uh, they call it, they call it a partner program.
1: Partner program. Okay. So, you
2: know, in essence, that's like a, that's like a reseller. Um, I, I don't know about now, but I know in the past they required like a, um, Google did that they required like a, uh, minimal training and, you know, and you had to like take this like online kind of course thing that they had talking about G suite and all the different services. And you'd have to kind of like go through that, take a quiz before you're like approved to become a, a, a partner. Um, so yeah, so there are ways to capitalize on it and, you know, c- kind of like, kind of like a reseller, um, you know, beyond like the initial setup, you, you could, you could become a partner and, and make money, um, annually or, or monthly.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, of G suite and I, and I do love it, but some of the setup process is not, Something that clients sh- should be doing. It, it can be tricky, especially when you're like validating or verifying the uh the domain name and everything, and you, you either do it a DNS or there's some other ways to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you, Corey. Definitely capitalizing on that is I think best for everyone because the the client. It's yeah, it's pretty technical, and then also one thing that I've found too, um, setting up. Uh, like aliases, or not aliases, but um, like uh, groups, I think is what they call it. So, for example, for, for Divi Life, I have a support group, which is support at dot Life.com, and then it goes to our support system. Um, and I don't have to pay for that additional um, email address. It's what's considered a group, and you can have unlimited groups. I don't have my own inbox for support. It's not like it's an individual user, but I could use that and I could have marketing. At DiviLife.com, I could have, you know, whatever. Um, And it's all different groups. Um, But surprisingly, it's actually kind of, at least from my experience, you guys can chime in if you've had different experiences, but uh, it's kind of annoying to set up and it's kind of confusing to get the permissions just right. Um, So again, to your point, Corey, um, setting that up for your clients and having that be an upsell, something that you provide for them as a service is definitely beneficial. I think it's a win-win because... um, it's not like so difficult, but for a first time it's definitely has its um, setbacks. And so uh, as web developers, it's something we've done a couple of times. It's pretty easy, but for, again, for a client, it can be kind of technical and and confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kind of jump in and add a couple of things on what
0: Corey was talking about and kind of talk to what one of the questions of, of Claire was asking, which was, do you get their own or, you know, do you set them up in your Google account? And, I said that we would share what we do and what I do personally because when when we build websites for clients, we're obviously setting up Google Analytics, Search Console, all of these things already that are in Google's administration dashboard. So what we do is we'll create a new Gmail account for their company. So like company at gmail.com, typically most of those names of the companies at Gmail aren't already taken. And if it is taken, just come up with something easy for them to remember, go set up Google search console, Google analytics, G suite, do all of the setup for them, charge them as an upsell, and then give that, um, you know, hand that email off to them and, but add yourself your company like David at Aspen Grove studios, Corey or info at Aspen Grove studios as an administrator on their account in the event that they ever need help so that you can go in and you're not having to log in through their email account to do all of that mess. It makes it really, really easy to have. They have an email account that they can access if they want to count later on. So, for example, you know, they want support at their as the administrator of their Google analytics or whatever, they can add those as they go along and stuff. So that's just one tip trick that we do. Highly recommend setting them up on their own G suite account and not putting them in yours. Cause if you want to be married to them forever, put them in your G suite account, their analytics, all of that stuff is tied in. So highly recommend getting the other. So
2: yeah, sorry. I, I think i think unless uh, you are like, we were talking about the G suite partner program, which looks like it's kind of like a, a centrally located administration. Um, you know to where you can add them and they'd be like in a separate separate account but but under your um you know under your i'm uh, not exactly sure what, what we're going to call it, under your partner account yeah. um so unless that's the route right you're going we're we're uh we're not partners uh we're not like you know g suite partners uh so like david was saying we just oh can, but, but kind of corey that but route.
0: corey we are g suite partners G-suite. <laughs> no actually we are we just don't use it we don't take advantage of it they they reached out to us a while back and um Uh, okay made us a partner and i'm glad you kind of described what the heck that is i might want to look into that a little bit more but uh um, yeah i
2: I think i think to fully get it going you have to to pass their kind of training program um which you know uh are i've been i've been personally using um you know it was google apps and then g suite i've been using it since like I mean when it was in beta, so I don't even know, like two thousand eight or some or something like that, we started using it. Um I, I had a buddy of mine who recommended it and I, I've been using it just like forever. Back back when it was actually like free up until uh, you know, like five users or something like that. And uh I don't remember what year they changed, but it was in beta for for a couple of years. And I was like, you know, an extremely early adopter of it and it's it's been awesome. Um Beyond the email aspects, it also ties in. You know, you, you get a you know you get a calendar, um, you get uh, you know Google Drive space. You get there's there's some other uh, items that, that they kind of throw in along with your five dollars a month.
0: Yeah, Google Docs, Google Suites. You get uh, you know a lot. There are. Being a G Suite opposed to just a free Gmail account
1: and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree I, with. You. We mentioned it in the the live chat, but for um, the the cost of G Suite's five dollars a user for the basic plan, and then for the higher plan, I don't know what it's called, Pro or, or whatever, it's ten dollars a month, but it's unlimited storage, right? It up yeah. to you have to have more than five users. Five users or more. So if the
0: ten dollar a month when you get to five users or more, you get unlimited space. It goes to a terabyte for, from the 30 gigs to, to one terabyte of space on Google drive, the five user threshold, which then it goes to unlimited.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Right. And, and if, if,
2: if you think about that, <laughs> the, uh, if you think about the unlimited drive storage as a, as a web developer, that's that's golden because you can do things like use a you know use something like updraft plus or all in one wP migration yeah. and and those are all tools where you can actually like uh, back up to to the cloud and you can you can back up to your google drive so so if you do have one of those accounts with a high amount of storage uh you you can you know just run website backups back them up there and you don't really care just because you have like just so much storage there so you you know you that's a place to back up client sites instead of on a web server, which is going to chew up space and um, take up additional resources. That's
0: uh, moving to G suite. Originally was I was paying for Dropbox $99 a year for one terabyte of space and realized that um, roughly the same amount of money with Google solo I and get a terabyte of space, plus have my company branded email going through Google's email servers and stuff, which was really, really big. So the value had, even at ten dollars a month is massive. So
2: And I'm actually gonna make a prediction. Voice
0: implications as well.
2: I'm gonna make a prediction. Uh within the next year, maybe year and a half, Dropbox is gonna get it into the email space because of that because I, I I think for them they're, they're missing out on that user onboarding process kind of that foot in the door that really helps out you know Google Drive and their and their storage is the email space so I, I don't really think it'll be far off before uh, before Dropbox offers you know a, some sort of email service
1: yeah and I feel like with you know their distributed network of, of servers everywhere for storage um, they're already part of the way there um, you know it's it wouldn't be that Expensive to add email, so that's a, yeah, good point, Corey. Um, Dropbox, yeah. we want our commission cut sent to d- info at divvy
0: That's a dot between the divi and the chat
1: for the email. <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> yeah, I use I use Google Suite, but I also still pay for it for Dropbox. Um, I, I I just I like it and um, I like the interface and everything. Um, probably would save money if I just upgraded to the higher. G Suite plan and got rid of Dropbox, but whatever. I'm, I'm happy with Dropbox. Tim hates
0: though. money, folks. Tim hates money.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> well, I don't know what more we can talk about, maybe, you know, in regards to, you know, website email hosting and stuff. You pretty much have a couple of options self hosted on your cPanel, creating it yourself, or cloud hosting, which is what we kind of covered. You've kind of got our recommendations there are some other options out there for cloud hosting. I know we've been beating the g Suite drum quite loud, but there's also office three sixty five a w s you know amazon world services um Web those services. are a couple of other options yeah absolutely so maybe we can do we need to do we need to cover anything else what give us some
2: yeah, are are there any uh, user user questions out
0: there possibly here Uh, let's read.
1: Okay. Yeah, and I
0: know you know. Yeah. Brad. Brad brings up a, a really good question. With uh, so, that, so, so Brad
2: Marshall's asking, um, what about partnering with a trusted outside company to hand off the email portion for your clients? Um, which, I,
0: I, yeah, I know. I, I guess
2: I would say if. If they're an enterprise level client and they're for some reason like requiring uh, self-hosted email or something like that, and they don't want to go with cloud hosting, then I would definitely yeah. offload that.
0: That that typically goes with Microsoft Exchange Server, and IT companies will offer those services. I know that when I first started in web design, I used to get leads from an IT IT company in Lafayette, Louisiana. What handle? The email for, and, and they would have their own Microsoft Exchange server. So if your clients got like really sensitive data where they have to have an on site server as opposed to going out um, and they have an IT team handling that, then yeah, it would make sense to partner with, you know, companies to offload those, you know, because you, you may run into clients, like Corey said, enterprise level security needs are higher than you know, normal,
1: so to speak. Yeah. Um, some, and some then, companies, uh, even if, I mean, because Google's security is, you know, top notch, but some companies, they just want it in-house. They want everything in-house on their own servers so that, you know, they completely own every part of the process, which, if you're an enterprise-level client and you can afford that, then, hey, why not?
2: Exactly. I, I was I was going to read another question, but it's been retracted, so we'll,
0: We'll hold off on that. Yeah. And I apologize. Well, for he, he, and stuff. So. We hear her laugh yet and it's affecting our internet. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what else guys? Were we missing anything else or do we cover
1: everything?
2: Uh, I, 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 I kind of think that's it.
1: Yeah. My, my big thing is don't, don't self host pretty much ever. Um, i just I just don't see the need um uh, unless like Corey mentioned the enterprise level, but you know for the the average um mom and pop shop you know small to mid sized business, I think it's um the cloud is definitely the way to go L- let companies like google that that specialize in it and have um, figured it out, let them handle it, and you know focus on building websites
2: agreed i I think uh, mm-hmm. I think we're having some. Beyond everybody being a little under the weather, uh, I think the weather in your guys' neck of the woods is kind of kind of bad. So I think David's having some pretty bad technical issues. And-
0: yeah, I'm I'm cutting in and out, and I'm talking over people. So I apologize <laughs> if you're listening to this on audio. I, it doesn't look like anybody's talking, but when I start talking, I all of a sudden realize it. So it's okay. Everybody uh, just thinks think we have really covered rude. this topic. Thing. <laughs> yeah i think this i think we've covered the topic really well you guys <laughs> want to do
1: parting thoughts yeah
2: yeah you want to go sam or go tim
1: actually can i go last and you'll know why after
2: okay <laughs> uh okay go ahead, I'll, I'll, I'll go first uh parting thoughts i i know you guys can probably tell but we're very pro um cloud hosted uh email and um yeah, to, to me, offering email hosting and that is a, as a service and a uh, monthly or recurring cost to your clients is kind of an antiquated way, way of thinking. If you're looking to make money off of email, you know, charge for setting it up, join a partner program. Um, but self-hosted email is in the end just going to cause you a lot of headaches. And, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's going to be just on its way out. Uh, you're just increasing server load. Um, it's, it's, it's just a huge, huge pain. I've, I've done it before. It's it's been a long time, but I, I don't miss it. And uh, so, my parting thoughts are: look into a cloud solution.
1: You go, David. Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go last. You want me to go? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, here's my parting thoughts. I'll, I'll ask her. I'll answer Claire's question real quick before we go. Um, she wanted to know if self-hosting was some of the main reasons for contact fails Is of something else. And it could potentially be something else as well. Uh, not all websites and WordPress themes are built equally. So uh, Divi, for example, has a really hard time. You know, you need to set up like SendGrid or something like that to get emails sent out and stuff. So not necessarily always self-hosted. If you're blacklisted, yeah, that's going to be a problem on the self-hosted side, but Um, My parting thought with email hosting, Uh, it has to do with WordCamp Phoenix, going to give it a double shout out, beginning and end of the episode, come on out, talk on co-opetition, why banding together with your competitors can help grow your business, and um, technically we're all competitors, well, Corey and I are partners, but Tim and us, we're, com- we're competitors and, uh, and our businesses have skyrocketed because we've done things like this, Divi Chat, and we've come together to help each other out, just like we're willing to do with people who come in and, and watch us live and stuff. So, area or within driving distance, February 15th through the 18th, come down there and say hi to Tim and I, and uh, we'd love to see you and stuff. Go, Tim.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to use my parting thought. To wish David a happy fiftieth birthday, which is tomorrow. So from all of us in the Divi Chat community, happy birthday to David. Boom. Oh, Boom. thank you, Tim. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So David, big five O Big Five O, no
0: longer in his forties. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the last few hours of my forties are spent with you wonderful people on Divi Chat. So it's kind of cool, you know?
2: What what better way?
0: All right. Well, what better way? I can, that's right. I can't, you know, well, there's lots of, lots of ways that are equally good and maybe even better, but
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man.
0: <laughs> um,
1: hey, what you like, you um, like your, your wife and kids better than you like us. Gonna, yeah. My wife and kids. You know. <laughs> Actually, I, yeah, I think, David, I think
2: David sees us. I, I know David and I see each other more than we probably see some, some of our family sometimes. So he's, he's probably sick of me. <laughs>
0: Alexander says technically I'm already fifty where he is. <laughs> oh, nice. That's right. On the other side on the other side of the world it is tomorrow. So January seventeenth, nineteen sixty-eight. Whoop whoop. Boom. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Divi Chat. And remember to head on over to our website, divvy.chat. Check out episode 61, how to handle email for your website clients. Thanks again for being here, guys. We've enjoyed all of our live participants and until next week we're going to see you guys then have a great night bye-bye everybody take care bye-bye